Welcome to the Brooklyn Tabernacle's Daily Devotions. Now, here is the Senior Pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, Jim Simbola. Good morning, everyone. How are you today? I don't know what language to use today. So how about English? Good morning. How are you? God bless you today. And now we're reading again in Hebrews, the third chapter. Boy, this is an unusual part of scripture, isn't it? We're in chapter three and we're going to read, I'm going to read 12 through 14. Let's do it. See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you, who's you, the believers that he's writing to, has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. So that is something that could happen, or else words don't mean anything. Brothers and sisters, born-again believers, make sure none of you has a sinful, unbelieving, because unbelief, not to have faith, is sinful before God, that turns away, the heart then turns away. I want to repeat again. Our relationship with God is based on our, our heart, the inner being, not our mind only. God speaks to the heart of man, inside in our spirits. The word wants to penetrate into our hearts. If it doesn't get to our hearts, we can be like the Pharisees. They knew all the verses, they quoted them to Jesus, and they plotted his death. So you can have mental truth, and your heart can be just really away from God. We're reading here that turns away from the living God. Remember what we said yesterday? God is not dead. He's not a doctrine. He's not a church. He's not a denomination. He is a living God with whom we as living people can have a relationship. And, and he says to the brothers and sisters who had a relationship, be careful now, lest anyone gets hardened, has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. But as we learn, encourage one another daily as long as it's called today. Today is all the way up every day that we wake up and breathe, that we're alive every day till Christ returns, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Sin deceives. And remember, sin is not just disobedience. Uh, I've been pondering this lately. Sin is not just the violation of commands. It's been pointed out by some that a different Greek word would be used. But sin is an attitude of the heart rejecting God's control of one's life. Listen, it's an attitude. It's a state of being. In fact, sin is like a power. It's like a being. It moves. It has control. So the writer is warning a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God get hardened by sin's deceitfulness. Now, we have come, verse 14, we have come to share in Christ. We've come to enjoy the benefits of knowing him. We have come to share in salvation that he provides. If, indeed, we hold our original conviction firmly to the end, to the very end. Read it again. Listen. We have come to share in Christ. Praise God. Christ is my Savior. I'm going to heaven. True. If, indeed, we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. Now, some people have developed a doctrine, and I want to get an argument, but hold a, a, a position 
commonly called Calvinist, Calvinism, where verses almost have to be done away with because it doesn't fit the system. That eternal security of the believer is so strongly uh, held to and the sovereignty of God that the verse becomes superfluous. It's like, why is that even in the Bible? If, if we hold our original convictions firmly to the very end. Not everybody holds the convictions firmly to the end. Now, the obvious out, but to me it's a linguistic trick, is, all right, so Bobby was on drugs, living a profligate life, horrible, and he had a conversion experience, and he received Christ. He got baptized. Now he loves the Bible. He's always in church. He's witnessing his life has changed. He's exhibiting the fruit of the Spirit. And he, and, and from the age 25 to 45, Bobby is the man. I mean, he's a model of a believer. Then, I don't know, something happened to Bobby. He drifts. What happens? We don't see him as much. He loses his fervency for the Word and all of that. And he doesn't hold to his convictions. And now bad things are happening in Bobby's life. Now Bobby is just living against the will of God, against the commandments of God. To me, this is what that verse is addressing. We indeed come, we will share in Christ, if indeed we have come to share, if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end. So this is that part about every day it's called today, encourage one another. Why? The race is not over. Have you noticed that? The race is not over. Satan attacks me. How about you? Does he attack you? Why does he attack us just to try to ruin our witness for Christ? Or has he got more uh, evil designs than that? Encourage each other, lest anyone be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And now he's going to talk about Israel coming out of Egypt, but not making it in to the, to the rest, the promised land. A whole generation didn't make it. So there's not a warning there. But why is there a warning if there's no warning that we need? Because hey, we're good to go forever. I don't want to argue about anyone. Hold whatever position you you want to. I don't want to argue about it. Very little gets done by arguing. But this, like late Warren Wiersbe said to me, a great Bible expositor, he said, you know what? No matter what position you hold about the security of the believer, there's enough warnings in that New Testament to make you pause and think and work out your salvation with fear and trembling. We got to hold our convictions. We got to keep drawing near to Christ every day. We got to feed ourselves with the word of God to keep strong. No, I can live any old way. Hey, pastor, if God wants me saved, I'm going to be saved. If he doesn't want me saved, there's nothing I can do. Listen, muzzle tough to you if that's your position. I don't get that from Hebrews. Do you, do you get that? These warnings, don't they seem sincere? He's writing to brothers and sisters. We got to hold to the end. And I don't want to get in a semantic argument. Oh, well, they were never really saved. Bobby was never really saved. So what was he doing those 20 years? Oh, that was all fake. Those were fake signs of grace. That's the argument. Because if he would have been one of God's chosen, he would have made it to the very end. I personally, I struggle with that. It's almost a coercive thing that once you're saved, God's going to keep you always believing. Because if we're saved by faith and the just shall live by faith it's almost like you can't stop believing because you're saved but now he's writing to people who are saved and he's saying you got to stay to the end why don't you encourage someone today 
Every time we meet in church or in personal contact, we ought to be encouraging each other because we're in spiritual warfare. Satan's coming at us every which way. Bolster someone's faith today. Pray with them, encourage them. Lord, I pray for everyone listening to me today that you will draw them closer to you today Starting with me, Lord, we will live under your control, not self, not flesh, but you, Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. See you tomorrow. Mm -hmm.